What's going on, everyone? This is the ninth episode of the Loud Hound Sports Podcast. I'm Bobby McGinnis, back with Thomas Ballone, and we're ready for another week of our great podcast that we have enjoyed so much. Thank you to Graycom Studios. And today we're going to be talking a little bit about the NFL um, and the update in the league. So, Tom, what were your thoughts about this weekend? Yeah, it was uh, it was another exciting week of uh, the NFL. We had uh, I was a little nervous last night. Personally, I had a few fantasy matchups that were going down to the wire. Ended up pulling them out, so I was happy about that. But yeah, NFL crazy week. Uh, my biggest standout, I would say, from Sunday is the Baltimore Ravens. Um, this team is really, they're cruising right now. They're making a statement week in and week out. Um, everyone thought the Houston Texans would give them trouble in Baltimore, but they came out and absolutely blew out Deshaun Watson and the Texans. And Lamar Jackson is just proving, keeps proving his MVP case. I know he's fighting right now with Russell Wilson, but Mark Ingram tried telling us on the podium on Sunday that that Lamar Jackson's hands-down MVP, and no one can argue that. I agree, Tom, and being that we live in Baltimore now, it's really exciting to see like the energy and the atmosphere around this Ravens team and how good they're doing and how much their city appreciates that. And, you know, this Texans game, I thought it was going to be much closer than what it was. Um, the spread, I believe, had the Ravens at minus four and a half, was Four and a half, I think it was. Uh, and they ended up winning 41-7. to So... Uh, hands, hands! Uh, I got to give a round of applause to the Ravens' defense, actually, who stepped up and shut down Deshaun Watson. Yeah, Watson didn't really do much to the air. They had a few takeaways from him, and uh, Texans couldn't really get a great running game going with Carlos Hyde. And this Ravens team, man, they just hopped into number two, I believe, in the uh, power rankings right behind the New England Patriots, and they're looking like the second-best team right now in the AFC uh, next to New England. Yeah, you're right. They did move up from three to two in the power rankings, and San Francisco is right behind them. They dropped from two to three, even though that they got the win. It was not a very pretty one in um, their matchup against Arizona. We saw that last play did add on an extra six points for them, but um, for the whole way, it was a close game, and you know, Jimmy Garoppolo did play very well, but the 49ers defense did not look like um, it was earlier in the season. Yeah, this game was uh, it was back and forth, but I honestly thought the Cardinals were going to pull it out late in the game until the Niners put together a nice uh, game-winning drive, and then their their touchdown at the end was kind of like a, a touchdown with all the fumbles and laterals. But the Niners still pulled it out. Garoppolo did step up, had a, a better game than he did against the Seahawks. But yeah, the Niners' defense did give us, I think, one of their worst games of the year against the Cardinals, which was kind of surprising, but... Niners get get a, a big win, and they, they got don't have a lot of breathing room there with Seattle right down their backs a game back. Yeah, and when we look at another 4 o'clock game, uh, the Patriots and the Eagles, the Eagles had the lead at halftime. Uh, they were up 10-9, and, you know, I thought that they were looking pretty strong there, but then they couldn't score at all in the second half, and you're not going to win a football game in the NFL when you only score 10 points. Yeah, it was a typical New England game. Uh, Brady came out a little flat, which he does at times, and this New England team finally woke up in the second quarter, and they held Philly to zero points, I'm pretty sure, from the second quarter on. And Wentz couldn't really do much. This New England defense shows us how good they were. And how about that nice little trick play? Uh, Edelman, um, Brady swung it out to Edelman, and Edelman gave us a little nice 20-yard TD throw to, I think it was Dorsett. Yeah, you're right. And Edelman showed us how arm strength that he has because he was a quarterback at Kent State. So Belichick going into the playbook there, and Pat's pulled out another a nice close win there. Yeah, and I mean, 
it definitely hurts the Eagles when you don't have Jordan Howard and you don't have Alshon Jeffrey as well. So they started the rookie Miles Sanders, who only gained 38 yards off of 11, uh, 11 carries. And, you know, it's hard, especially against the New England Patriots D, which is arguably the best in the league. Yeah, it does. And this NFC East now is really, it's really up for grabs still. Dallas got a big win against uh, Detroit. They pulled it out with uh, Stafford being out. Uh, Prescott had a great game. Um, I don't know. I still think the Eagles have a great shot at winning the division just because of the strength of schedule because Dallas still has to play New England. Granted, Philly has to play Seattle, but the schedule gets much easier for Philly, who hasn't played that many NFC East teams, meaning they play Dallas again, so Philly's going to have to win that head-to-head matchup. And then uh, Philly still has to play the Giants and the Redskins, which are two... Uh, favorable matchups for them for sure. So I don't know. That's gonna be a t- that's gonna be a close race down the stretch. But if Philly really wants to be uh, a playoff team, they're gonna have to win the games that they're supposed to win, and they're gonna have to get healthy. Yeah, I'm gonna give the slight edge to the Cowboys. There, they have the one game lead right now, and but we're not gonna know for certain until that Cowboys Eagles game that you mentioned. I believe it comes Week 16. Um, correct me if I'm wrong. However. That's going to be the the real deciding factor of who's going to make it because if the Eagles win, then they split and the head-to-head advantage no longer goes to the Cowboys. However, if the Cowboys win, I don't see the Eagles winning the division down you know down a game at best, um, and then still with what one game left, they they don't have the head-to-head either, so they'd be done. Yeah, Philly's going to have to win that head-to-head matchup to split. That would be the only way that they can win the division, basically, but. It's gonna be it's gonna be a really good uh, stretch in the NFC East. Yeah, and what are your thoughts about the NFC West? We have the 49ers, who you know they look strong. However, their next um, the next half of their season, the next uh, their last six games are very hard. Tom, um, I'm not sure if they're gonna be able to keep up the same pace. They do have nine wins now. They're a playoff team. That's almost a lock. Whether they're gonna be the wild card or the division, um, they're gonna be battling out with Seattle. But where do you see this team finishing? Do you think that they can hold on to the division? No, I personally do not think the San Francisco 49ers will win this division personally because uh, Seattle already has that one-game advantage head-to-head on them, and that game was in San Francisco. And you look at the Niners' upcoming schedule, they got Green Bay, great primetime game on Sunday night next week. That's a very tough matchup against Aaron Rodgers. They go at Baltimore. Yeah, you got to go to Baltimore. Then you got to go to New Orleans. Then you got to play the Falcons. They're hosting the Falcons, but the Falcons Falcons are are nothing to toy around with. They they did beat the Saints, I believe, two weeks ago, um, and they still have all those pieces there as far as Julio Jones, Matt Ryan. The defense is pretty strong. I don't know. That's not going to be an easy game. However, 49ers are definitely a favorite. Yeah, and then they got the Rams, and then you have to go to Seattle after already losing one game. I don't see them winning this division. Um, these, this is a very tough stretch. Seattle definitely has the favorable schedule, and I personally think Seattle's the better team. Uh, they're more well-rounded. I know San Francisco has a great defense, but Seattle's D's been stepping up big, and Seattle has the much better quarterback, and both run games are strong, and I think uh, Russell Wilson is going to take his team to a division winner, and I think the Niners will definitely get that wild card. And then the Rams are still hanging around that wild card, but it's going to be tough for them to get in just because the NFC is so stacked because you got the Minnesota Vikings who are um, also fighting for that division with the Packers, but most likely will get a wild card. Uh, the Vikings right now are sitting at a 8-3 and record after a 
an, an enormous win on Sunday against the Denver Broncos down, I believe it was 20 nothing, uh, going into the third quarter, and Cousins just really turned it on, and he had that big play action 50-yard TD to Diggs, and he had a big 30-yard TD to Rudolph in the fourth, and their D stepped up big when they needed to. Goal line stand with 20 seconds left. Uh, this Vikings team, I believe, will sneak into the playoffs too, but it's going to be it's gonna be a great NFC wildcard race coming down the stretch. Yeah, right now the Vikings are holding that sixth and final spot in the NFC um, for the playoff picture with the Rams, the Eagles, and the Panthers looking in. And you know what, Tom? I'm very disappointed in the Panthers. I believe that Kyle Allen was good, or at least good enough for them to win. But however, he's looked pretty bad over these last two weeks. And Christian McCaffrey is still doing his thing, but he needs some help, man. He can't carry this Panthers team all the way by himself. Yeah, it was a really disappointing game on Sunday for Carolina. You're home. You have the Falcons, who did come off a great win against the Saints. Maybe the Falcons are finding a stride a little bit, but no excuse to come out there and lose 29-3 to at home. And we'll take a quick look at Kyle Allen's stats. He went 31-50. of 50. That's a lot of uh, passing attempts. And I didn't even notice that McCaffrey had 14 carries. How is Christian McCaffrey getting 14 carries? I guess it's because they were playing behind most of the game. He did. But I believe McCaffrey's got to be getting 20 touches a game. No, I believe just um, check McCaffrey's receiving stats real quick because I have him on my fantasy team. He still put up decent fantasy numbers. So yeah, I'm he had a lot of catches, 11. Okay. So but he's got to be getting – got to you got to mix it up. you got to rush – rush and keep the defense honest 50 passing attempts I know Kyle Allen's still a decent quarterback but 50 passing attempts for a quarterback of that caliber is way too much and you're just giving the defense an opportunity to, to, to play the pass and that's partly why he threw four interceptions and I'm sorry if you have 50 passing attempts you need to be putting on more than three points you're telling me we can't get on to the other I, side of the field? That's what I couldn't. I, I was watching the game, and I was really finding it hard to believe how the Falcons were shutting down this Panther offense so easily. If you want to talk about another disappointing game, last night we had the Chiefs and the Chargers. It was a pretty close game throughout, except, however, then the Chiefs actually went up. I believe it was their biggest lead was 24-9. to And then the Chargers answered and scored a touchdown to Keenan Allen and then converted the two-point conversion to Hunter Henry as well to make it a one-score game. They were down by seven, and they had a chance late in the game, but just Philip Rivers, man, what a disappointment. And I'm sorry, before the season, I liked him. I was like, you know what? This is his year. He needs a ring. He has the team around him. He has a lot of weapons, good defense. Now, granted, the defense has been banged up. You got Derwin James out for the year, and Melvin Ingram has been on and off the field throughout the season. But come on, man. I mean, Philip Rivers, I, I... I, it's embarrassing at this point. Yeah, this Charger team should be much better than their record is. What are they sitting at right now? Four and six. Yes, that's um, a gruesome record for for the caliber. You have a top running back. In they're league. four you have and Mel- seven. Four because and seven. They didn't have their bye week yet. They're, they're going to the bye week now, so they're four and seven, which is an awful record with Melvin Gordon, who's a top five running back when fully healthy, and um, you have Keenan Allen, one of the best receivers in the league. You have Mike Austin, Williams, Austin Eckler, Eckler, who's a great receiving back, and when when healthy, granted, Derwin James is out for the year, but when healthy, your defense is top five in the league, probably. And let's not forget to mention Joey Bosa. Exactly, and Philip Rivers. I honestly thought he wasn't washed up, but folks, you have. With Philip Rivers, you're guaranteed in life. You're guaranteed death, taxes, and Philip Rivers choking with two minutes to go in the game. This man, I can't, I, I <laughs> can't even ruthless. count. <laughs> I can't count how many times my fingers that I've seen a Charger game where Philip Rivers has choked in the last minute of the game in his whole career. I believe he has the most uh, one possession losses in the in NFL history for a quarterback. And I'm serious. He has a ridiculous amount of every single Charger loss this year, Bob. I don't know if you saw this. 
has been seven points or less. So this team always does just enough to lose. And I think it's going to hurt Philip Rivers' Hall of Fame case. You could have made the case that this guy's a Hall of Famer, but now no rings. He's he's on a great – this team is it good enough to be at least a playoff team. He's been on Super Bowl teams in the past with Lindanian Tomlinson, and he hasn't taken them far. I mean, This guy really has choked in the spotlight. He's choked when it comes to the prime time. I agree. It definitely doesn't help his Hall of Fame case. However, you can't just take one season and throw away a guy's career. If that was true, Eli Manning shouldn't be a Hall of Famer then because he had two bad seasons right before he actually got benched for Daniel Jones. But I know what you're saying. It definitely doesn't help. And the fact that he doesn't have a ring, unlike Eli, who has two Super Bowl rings, um, it's definitely, it definitely doesn't help. However, just looking at the stats right now, Phillip Rivers um, is actually second in the league in yardage. I was not aware of that. He has 3,100 um, 3, passing yards. However, he's second in the league as well in interceptions, only behind Mr. Interception himself, Jameis Winston. Yeah, exactly. I, I'm not, But I'm not even basing it off of this season. This is We've seen this so many seasons from Phillip Rivers. This is not, a, not nothing shocking. I mean, the record may shock you, but the numbers aren't shocking. The Partly the reason why he has that many yards is because he's always playing from behind like he did last night. They're down two possessions. You see him throwing the ball downfield, throwing the ball downfield, and eventually he throws a, a game-ending pick. When you're at the 10-yard line or 15-yard line and you're throwing a jump ball up to Austin Eckler, who's a 5'10 um, backup receiver, running back when you have Keenan Allen, Mike Williams, and Hunter Henry to throw the ball to in the, in the red zone. And I'm sorry, Mike it just Wi- doesn't make sense. Mike Williams is the reason why they even had a chance because he came down with an amazing yeah, great jump catch. ball catch. So he's one of the best at jump balls, in my opinion, in the league. And you want to throw to Austin Eckler? I mean, that's just poor decision making. And that's something, that's the reason why I'm so disappointed in, in Phillip Rivers, and I'm not blaming it as much on Coach Anthony Lynn. I think Lynn's because, a good coach. Is because Phillip Rivers in the past. I believe that his decision-making was good. You know, his, his talent is, is there, but he's not like this spectacular Patrick Mahomes, crazy athletic talent guy. Um, however, his decision-making has always been smart, except this year, I don't know what happened. Because now he's throwing ill-advised passes downfield, like you mentioned earlier. Almost every time. Um, he's, he's going for the long ball while, while he's getting hit, and he's still trying to force it. He ends up throwing picks. And that's why he's second in the league in interceptions. He has more interceptions thrown now than Baker Mayfield, who's having a terrible, terrible season. Yeah, it's, it's, it's almost tough to look at. But, I mean, we could sit here all day and rip Phillip Rivers. Uh, I mean, it's, it's tough for them. He's going to be retiring soon. He doesn't have any more. But uh, we could take a look at Oakland, the Oakland Raiders. And how about this team shocking everyone? And right now they're in a wild card spot. Yeah. And frankly, they're, they're chasing the Chiefs. So, yeah, right now you make, you make, they're actually tied for the wild card. According to NFL.com, they're sitting right outside looking in. I guess that's due to tiebreakers at the current moment. But still with six games left, you can't really look at that right now. Doesn't mean much. But yeah. um, them, the Colts, um, them, the Colts, and the Texans all have a six and four record, um, right behind the other wild card spot in the Buffalo Bills at seven and three. So the Raiders, you know, are right there, and they're only one game back from the division as well. Um, actually, like a half game back from the Chiefs because the Chiefs are seven and four going on by next week, as the Raiders um, are six and four. So with one game, with one less game played, they have the same amount of losses as this powerful, somewhat. Uh, legion of Zoom they're trying to build on on offense um, team in the Kansas City Chiefs. So, you know what? I have to tip my hat to, to Coach John Gruden. Yeah, I do. And I'm looking at their schedule here, and I almost see 
it's almost impossible for this team not to make the playoffs. You look at the remaining schedule, this upcoming week they play the Jets, which is a very winnable game. Jets have been playing well last two games, but they had beat the Giants or Redskins. So this is going to be a game that the Raiders are going to have to win. And then they got to go to Kansas City. That's obviously a tough game, but that's their toughest game of the uh, rest of the year because then you got the Titans, very winnable. Jaguars, very winnable. Chargers, if the Chargers are playing like they did last night, that's going to be a winnable game for the Raiders. And Raiders play Denver. These are I can see this team going ten and six, and maybe even challenging the Chiefs to to for that division, which is going to be impressive. Yeah, no. Um, just to challenge your point there, um, I'm looking at the Chiefs' schedule now, and coming out of their bye week, they'll play the Raiders, like you mentioned, and pretty much their toughest game will then be at New England Patriots. Um, yeah, I see this Chiefs team's definitely and then, this team's definitely making the playoffs. And then they'll play the Broncos, then they'll play the Bears and the Chargers, which are all winnable games for them. Um, and yeah, I agree they're definitely going to make the playoffs, but however, they'll probably hold on to the division, especially since they have a one-game lead on the Raiders right now, and they beat them earlier in the season, so the Raiders would not have the head-to-head over them. So nonetheless, the Raiders making uh, the playoffs would be a great feat. For yeah, especially for those fans who are so loyal. And they stuck it out through the, through the bed. I mean, the team was on hard knocks this year. Now they're going to make the playoffs. They weren't they weren't expecting much. Obviously, the whole scenario with Antonio Brown caused them so much drama. But that rookie running back Josh Jacobs has been great for them. Oh, you know I love Josh and, uh, Jacobs. Yeah, kudos to them. Yep. So another team in the AFC. We're I'm looking at the the Pittsburgh Steelers. Tom, what are your thoughts on the Pittsburgh Steelers? I know. Uh, do you know when Big Ben is supposed to be coming back? Uh, I think he's done for the year. Done for the year. So Mason Rudolph will be holding on to the reins and and running that Steelers offense. And uh, I don't know, but this defense, man, can definitely keep them in these games. Let me pull up their schedule real quick. I know. It's just going to be so tough for them to make the playoffs in that wild card spot because they're they're not catching Baltimore. No way. The division's, but, uh, the division's out of the picture. Uh, that that wild card's going to be tough because you're sitting at 5-5 five and five right now, and you, you really should have – you could have won that game against Cleveland. You know, they let it slip away on Thursday night. Obviously, we, we heard the news with Miles Garrett. Uh, absolutely disgraceful act of ripping off Mason Rudolph's Dirtiest helmet. player in the NFL. And, and, and hitting him over the head with his own helmet. Uh, yeah, very dirty play. Uh, Garrett suspended the whole season, as he should be. And uh, hopefully, I, I want to see this kid Rudolph do well. I think he's got a lot of potential. I saw him at, uh, pretty sure he played for Oklahoma State. He he had a, a, a few great years with them, and I think he's got the potential to do well in this league. And he hasn't been bad. This Pittsburgh defense has, has helped him out big time. But they got the Bengals coming up this week. That's got to be a win for them if they even want to think about the wild card. Yep, and then the Browns the following week. Then they'll play the Cardinals. The Bills could be challenging. Um, however, the Bills, we were talking about it earlier, they've beat the teams that they're supposed to, which is very good. It's not That's not an easy thing to do. Um, however, they've not been able to beat a good team. Their best win is the 5-5 five and five Titans. So that's definitely a winnable game for the Steelers. Then they'll play at Jets, winnable game, and at Ravens, which is going to be tough. But looking at the schedule, if you're telling me that their hardest game is the Ravens and the other ones are winnable, they're looking at a possible 10-6 and six season. Yeah, that's that should be that should definitely be good enough for the AFC this year, wild card wise. Um, I would like to see this team sneak in, especially under Mike Tomlin. I'm pretty sure he hasn't had an under 500 season as a head coach for the Pittsburgh Steelers. So I know the fans love Tomlin, and the, Pittsburgh they're just always they expect greatness from that from that team. And I know with with Big Ben being out, it's tough. And you, you lost Le'Veon Bell and you lost Antonio Brown, so it's it's a new culture there. But um, this team definitely has a shot at the wild card. 
Yeah, Tom. Um, so, yeah, like we're talking about it now. It's only we just finished week 11. We still have six games left to play, um, and a, a lot's going to happen. It's so, going to be a lot, a, a lot of uh, excitement in the next few weeks. Yeah, but we'll probably be doing this week in, week out. I mean, we could talk NBA basketball, but our Knicks aren't doing so well, and regular season basketball is, is such a lull. That's boring. Um, as well as regular season hockey. It's kind of just like you want to grind through the season, but then postseason is very exciting. Right. I have no complaints about um, either sports postseason. Very exciting. Um, and then soon enough, we'll be getting into MLB offseason. Yeah, that should be exciting. Um, big news today about MLB. I think later today, the um, one of the Houston Astros, the guy who was fired, I think it was the uh, assistant GM, is uh, – the one who was fired for those Osuna comments, um, he's getting interviewed today by the MLB. So it's going to be big to see he. This guy might ride out the whole Astros organization and give us all the insight we need to know about the uh, sign stealing. So he can he can throw this organization right down the drain with his interview today. So we'll see what's going on in MLB. But I'm excited for the free agent talks coming up. Yeah, me as well. All right, so that does it for us in this episode. This was episode nine. Shout out Greycom Studios. I'm Bobby McInnes and Thomas Blown, and we're going to sign off. We'll see you next week.